Now it's time to bring in our man from the Golf Channel, Rex Hoggard. Good morning, Rex. Rex. How are we, man? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. I've, I've got a bone to pick, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on this, with the uh, the FedEx Cup points that are being offered in 2024. This is crazy. When I start looking at you know these uh, these events that are all targeted at our top 50 and our plus-plus list is what I'm calling them, that are all giving 700 points to the winner, yet the players in the major championships only get 600. I have a problem with that. Do you? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think most people have a problem with that because, I mean, essentially what you're saying is more important to win the century, which is going to be the first signature of, yeah. of starting next year than it is to win the Masters. And we all know that that's silly. That's just not the case. Now, the tour had to do this because they had to come up with dramatically larger purses. They needed to make sure that the top players – by and large, participated in these events without making them mandatory. If you guys remember, the signature events, the designated events this season, were mandatory by and large. They right. couldn't do that this time around. The players pushed back. So they had to come up with a way of getting something close to the full participation. You can't have these signature events without having the majority of the top players there. This is their way of doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's part, that's one problem with the system, is, as you pointed out. like It's silly to think that it's more important to win signature events than a major championship. The other thing that's going to happen is if you look at it the other way, if you look how many points are given out at the signature events versus the regular events, you're really going to end up with a skewed list Mm -hmm. at the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it begs... I can't believe, Rex, that you're talking about it's all about money. I can't believe you're actually saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) Right, it always is. You know, and, and question number two is we we had the John Rom storm. You know, he pulls yeah. out of the TGL, the 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 league that uh, Tiger and Rory run, and then next thing you know, he's being assigned to a team on Live. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that might be a little premature, but right. I, I am going to say that it, I, I I read his decision to pull out of the TGL a little bit different, just knowing John Rom a little bit and the way he's re- reacted over the years to certain schedule changes, the way he reacted last year. Mm-hmm. So when they introduced those designated events, he didn't like the idea of having to change his schedule and maybe playing one or two more events than he does. He wants to be at home with his family. I mean, I don't think he's any different than the rest of it. Right. He's just a little bit more outspoken about it. I think this was just a time commitment, although we'll see. I mean, anytime something like this happens, you're always curious to, to see if there's any type of ramifications. Is, is there going to be a ripple? And does that ripple turn into a wave? I think we're all curious. But the rumor of him going to live is, in your opinion, probably not real? Well, I don't know if it's – I wouldn't say it's not real because I've learned my lesson on that. Sure. Uh, I would probably say the way I interpreted both his statement and the statement from the TGL this week had more to do with him just okay. not wanting to, to be – Somewhere else and be in South Florida on a random Tuesday night when he'd rather be at home with his family. So gotcha. that's the way I kind of interpreted it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's a weird time. And certainly I was at the Doral finale, I mean, the Lipgoff finale a few weeks ago at Doral, and there was a lot of interesting things said about they're actively going after players. Yeah. And according to Phil Mickelson, it's going to be top players, and certainly John would qualify. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think for me, Phil's lost any shred of credibility he's had left. So I'm not really concerned when Phil says that they're going after top players. Well, of course they're going after top players, but they're not going to end up with any of them. But, um, you know, so the TGL league, I mean, uh, we have our, we have our Boston common golf. We have uh, Keegan and Adam Scott and Terrell Hatton and Roy McElroy, kind of an odd combination for me. 
It is. And I'll be curious to see how the rest of the teams sort of unfold. I mean, for example, Tiger obviously going to have his own team. I would be curious to see who the three players are going to be on that one. And I don't know. I mean, you guys probably saw the logo as well. And I'm sure I'm missing something. So please clue me in. Why is the Boston Common Golf logo, Boston Common Golf logo a frog? Okay, so uh, if you go out... Do you out, really know the answer to this, Well, Mark? there's little <laughs> statues and things like that. I mean, the frogs are associated with the Boston Common. There's a pond and all that area. Okay. Yeah, that's, you know, it's just what it is. That's that's kind of what the Boston Common area is. There's ducks, <laughs> there's frogs. Uh, so, to answer your question, I get Keegan. Keegan's from... Yes. Yeah, right, I get that. Huge Boston sport, yeah. man. So, so that one I get. Uh, Hatton and, and Rory are, are pretty tight, so I think I kind of get that one. Adam Scott sort of lands in, in that weird territory. Again, I don't know what the ties are going to be for these teams, so I'm curious to see the rest of them unfold. Uh, are you excited to watch this thing? I, I mean, I'm I'm willing to watch. Maddie's not, but I'm kind of in the, the, the uh-huh. vein of I want to see – what it is and i want to see what these guys do but i want to get i want the nerd part of it like i want if they're going to go into the short game area and they're going to have to hit flop shots or what i want them to talk about it i want to talk about what they're hitting how they're doing it and i want to hear i want to hear banter back and forth i want to hear guys needling each other and that's really what i want if i don't get it i'm turning it off i'm with you and look i've I've got a lot of really good friends professionally who have gone to work for tgl and they've kind of I've been talking with them over the last few months, and it has been fun telling them that, look, I love the concept, and I think the scoring is a little confusing. They probably need to simplify that, to be honest with you, but I'm sure they can figure it out. I love the technology. I love the idea that you're going to have all these guys mic'd up in a two-hour window. Let's face it, it's probably going to be our only opportunity to see Tiger Woods on a regular basis swinging a golf club because he doesn't have to walk around. He doesn't have to worry about being in a golf cart, but it all comes down to the idea that this is going to be personality-driven. Like, players are always really, really reluctant when you tell them that, oh, PGA Tour Golf is an entertainment product. You guys need to make it more entertaining. They look at it as a competition, fairly so, with their athletes, and I get that. This is exclusively entertainment. And to do that, you have to – it's got to be more than about just really, really well-hit shots. Mm-hmm. There's got to be trash-talking, like you said. I want to hear banter. I want to hear all of it. And I don't know if we're going to get that. I'm really, really curious. Well, if Patrick Cantlay starts talking trash, then then it's game on. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's right. I don't even think he's capable. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah, I, I, I don't even – I spend enough time around him, and he's just not wired that way. And that's kind of my point. Like some of these players, I mean, I've heard Rory when he's sort of relaxed and outside the spotlight and having fun and talking trash. Tiger's the same way. Are we going to get those guys? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of Tiger, I mean, obviously there's a Tiger sighting. We had Stuart Sink saying he's practicing, but I don't know what he's practicing for. Um, the the, the father-son. The limp st- still looks pretty pronounced, but the question is, does it hurt? I think it's always going to hurt. I, 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 I think so imagine too, Rex. I that's do. never going to change, to be honest with you. I, I think the, the million-dollar question is, yeah, you mentioned the PNC. That's why I kind of put my money on it, simply because – he can drive around in a golf cart. It's just 36 holes, and it means the world to his son. Oh. It means the world to Tiger to be able to play with Charlie. I think there probably is a lot of people watching what's going to happen next month at his event in, in the Bahamas, the Hero World Challenge. Yeah. Because, again, we always kind of point to that one as a flat golf course, small field, it'll be warm, like all the things he probably needs yeah. to get back. But in the few videos I've seen from him this week in Mexico, didn't look like he's ready to walk 72 mm. holes. Goodness. No, it doesn't. That's what I was saying. And, I, and my thing was, is yeah, I know it's always going to hurt, but I think it hurts so bad. And I hope this last surgery was going to, 
maybe eliminate the planofacia that whatever it's called that he was getting as a result of trying to you know not use the leg properly and all that stuff so i'm hoping that it hurts less and it hurts less so that he can actually walk 18 holes and not be totally debilitated going out for the next round yeah well, and I mean, we all look, watched him at the Masters, and it, it got to be painful watching him try to move, try oh, to yeah. climb those hills. I mean, that's an extreme example. And again, I go back to the idea that I just don't see him playing more than four or five times a year at best, unless something dramatic happens. And maybe, you know, I, I, I gave up, you know, sort of picking against Tiger Woods a long time ago because he proved <laughs> yeah. he can do really, really special things. That's right. Most people think he cannot. However, in this particular case, I think it's going to be difficult. So, Rex, one other thing that I wanted to uh, touch base on, I know Alan Shipnuck's been talking a lot about this, is, uh, you know, the Fenway Sports Group may be making a huge bid in kind of trying to push PIF out. Is that, uh, are you hearing anything on this that uh, the PIF deal is pretty much going by the wayside and going to be replaced? Sure feels like it. I don't know that it's going by the wayside and going to be replaced. And when we talk about huge deals, I mean, I don't doubt. I know Fenway has has made an offer and they're in negotiations with the PGA Tour. It makes sense. There's a lot of close ties. Fenway is an investor in TGL, and TGL is a PGA Tour property. And you don't have to connect too many dots. Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, essentially started his career at Fenway Sports Group. So there's a lot of reasons to think that they would be the leader in the clubhouse. And I have heard, uh, like Alan, like a lot of reporters, that it, things aren't going great in the negotiations with the public investment fund. That's probably not a surprise as well. I, I guess I would, I would counter and say that normally those negotiations with the PIF, the people that I've spoke to who have either signed with Lipgoff or negotiated with them before, that they will come with an offer eventually. That is probably better than Fenway Sports, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. I mean, because they have different objectives sure. than what Fenway Sports is. It's a private equity firm, and private equity firms don't, don't like to give money away. And in this particular case, anyone who negotiates against the PIF is kind of up against it because right. they're not necessarily concerned with short-term profits. They're thinking more long-term. They're thinking decades, not year-to-year, quarter-to-quarter. So that's always going to be in the back of my mind. I think the one thing that I've heard, and we've kind of seen this, the December 31st deadline, I think, will come and go. Yeah. They, will, they will kick the can regardless of how this plays out because I, I wouldn't expect for them to announce something before the end of the year. Switching gears a little bit, Rex. Um, full swing Netflix. When, when are we seeing that again? Is that coming out soon? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, the next season usually starts in January. Or, yeah, or, or right. I think they would want to get it off the ground before that. Yeah. Um, and I know they've been filming all year long. I think the hook was the Ryder Cup. So my guess is they're in, yeah. you know, they're it, in pro- post-production it, it, right it, now. And, and it will be interesting. I mean, we all know the stories about, you know, they, they thought they were going to get full access at the Ryder Cup. And then at the last minute, Nothing. they, they right. didn't get what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was really fascinated. I'd be really fascinated to see the way this one plays out. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that first year, even though I kind of like some of the storytelling, that but I felt like they missed the boat. I mean, yeah, you had I the biggest too. story in golf in decades yep. with Live Golf, and they really didn't lean into that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how they do it this time around. Yeah, and that's why I ask because you know if it is January, I mean we're basically a month and a half away, so or almost a month and a half. Yeah, I think we would probably be hearing something by now. But. I would think so. Again, I don't know how the post production on all those things work out. I know that, you know, Rory's involvement will add a level to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's not like you're going to get the home access from Rory is my understanding. But I do think sort of the, it's personality driven. Again, kind of like TGL, this is an entertainment product. Right. And if you get the right players, like I thought last year's episode with that had Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler was brilliant. I thought it was really, really good storytelling and the way yeah. they sort of structured both of the tales. 
so if they can do that more, I would be interested. Yeah. Well, and that's what makes the Brooks Kepka playing this year and winning a major championship so incredible because that's right. you saw how disheveled he was on that on those episodes, right? Right. I mean, we saw that he was basically in a funk and didn't know if he was ever going to be able to win a golf tournament again. The fact that he traded his career essentially mm-hmm. for that paycheck, and you know, I think we can all say that that was kind of the thought process, and he did it based on the ideas you just pointed out. He thought he was launched, yeah, and that was fascinating to me. Uh, it was funny at the rally. I was talking with Brooks, and uh, the Golf Writers Association has their own separate Player of the Year award. And so we're sending out ballots for that soon. And I was kind of talking with some colleagues about it's going to be the obvious ones. It's going to be John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland. But I have made the argument that maybe we need to put Brooks on the ballot. I don't think he would win. I, I'm sure he wouldn't win, to be honest with you. But the idea being that finished one, won a major, finished second at the Masters, won twice on Live Golf, performed well at the Ryder Cup. We can go down the list. And I ran that by Brooks, and he sort of laughed, and he goes, no. No, I don't think I should be on that ballot. But he did say, he goes, I should be on the comeback player of the year ballot. Yeah, and it's true. You absolutely. think of what he went through last year. Yeah, man. And to, to turn it around and have a career year is pretty impressive. Well, Rex, we always appreciate the time. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rex.